There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, Mm. pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Las Culturistas is brought to you by the Forever Dog Podcast Network. Find us and other great podcasts at www.foreverdogpodcasts.com. And if you're loving what you're hearing, subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, please write us a nice review and give us a five-star rating. Thank you all. Thank you all. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. Well, there's a little bit of a lilt in that. I have to say... There's been a lot of changes in my life lately, and I felt like changing up the ding dong. Okay, here we go, because I, just before we hit record, Mm -hmm. I had asked you, you, you're just coming in from work. It's We're recording in the evening on a Sunday evening. You're working the weekend shift. Famously. You're in in your Brooklyn Crab regalia. regalia. So what's going on? And you said, well, I'll tell you why. And I sense this chipperedness, this energetic spirit. What is it? What's going on? You won't believe this, but. Oh, my God. This bitch Um. has become a kombucha bitch. (laughs) I have begun to drink kombucha each day. And let me tell you something. I'm so excited. And Las Cozariestas listeners know they've been on a health journey with me. Sure, yeah. And and us all. And us all. And I have to impart this wisdom onto you. Okay, I'm 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 not. Let me tell you something. Here we go. I have famously had bronchitis and then the flu Mm -hmm. and then. For over a month, you guys, and I truly think of you all, the listeners, as close friends of mine, so I will share this with you. Please. 
I have not been quote unquote regular yeah. in a long time. But then the kombucha. And then I was speaking with one Mo Fry Pasek. Mo. And I said, you know, I was on a series of antibiotics this summer. And, and she goes, well, there you go. They fucked you up. So I was truly wrecked. And she said, you need probiotics. She said, you need to drink kombucha yep. or go to the store and buy the pills. I was, and, But she's like, but they're expensive. I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll try kombucha. And I literally asked, what is it? Because I thought it was some sort of like coffee offshoot. <laughs> but little did I know, it is raw, organic, literal live bacteria in a glass bottle. Yeah, it's like vinegar water. Yeah, and it, you, th- you think, wow, that's disgusting. It's yogurt water, I'm sorry. I live for it. Okay, and I'm not totally on, I haven't been totally on board with kombucha because- just Have you the, tried it? Just the t- oh, yeah, of course. Just, you know, I have I was an early adopter. I got it on the ground floor with kombucha, I wow. feel. I'm just kidding. Oh a pioneer. God, what a disgusting sentence to say. But um, I just never- <laughs> I got it on the ground floor with kombucha. I never, um, it never did it for me. But if you're saying, because you know what? I've been complaining to you. I've been taking poisonous shit lately. Yeah, water. What, no, water, but also like- I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and usually, you know, <gasps> when you when you do a little diary, like it's like after that you feel great. Yeah, you, you feel, feel like really. But not not in these times. Like I've had to go to the bathroom. Like like rule of three, I've been going to the bathroom three times within the span of thirty minutes because like my, clockwork three. Because like clockwork three, because my bowels are just wrecked, and I think it's because of the antibiotics. You know, it's rule number ninety two of culture: comedy Bobby and diarrhea. diarrhea. The rule, rule of three, three. <laughs> like clockwork. Like clockwork three. three. That's okay. Well, great. Well, I have to tell you, there's so many different flavors, and I recommend two brands. Okay, Synergy yes. and Health Aid. Synergy is like the big one. Synergy is like the famous one. Yeah, and so I actually just had. A kind of not great one, which is a strawberry flavor. I've tried the strawberry and was not on board with it because they have the little seeds in there. Gingerade. Oh, fun. That's the one you need. Okay. Ginger beer flavor. And our guest is nodding in agreement. Our guest is nodding in agreement, and I nod in agreement because can I tell you something? We love him. I'm so excited. I'm so excited and for him. And I'm so thrilled because I feel like, you know what, Bo? Yeah. I feel like we've had a lot of great guests, but it's time to get a good old fashioned queer in here. <laughs> I said it's time to get a good old fashioned queer That's in here. That's what you said. And we were discussing who's going to be on the show, and you even said. I even said, let's get a gay. Let's, let's get, get a gay. gay. It's time. It's time. I cannot believe you're outing me. The oh. time is now. <laughs> the time is now. Let's list the For credits. Gay. Let's list the credits, bitch. All right. The credits are as follows His web series, Unfunny Gay Guys. You can find that on his YouTube channel, bitch. Also on his YouTube channel, Untuck the Musical, which is a collaboration Ooh. between he and friend of the show, Henry. Kopersky, and this is where they take amazing little well-known segments from Untalked from RuPaul's Drag Race and musicalize them in fabulous, fantastic ways. Brilliant. And an upcoming new project. I'm so excited for this. Yes, it's called Slumber Party. It's going to be a new talk show featuring Tim, also on Tim's YouTube channel. And in order to more accurately find the YouTube (laughs) channel, you should know the bitch's name. Here we go. And his name is Tim Tim Murray! And what a day. What a day it has been. What I'm a day. here. I'm following a conversation about feces. Yes. Conversation about feces and then Tim Murray. Because it's a gay show. Because it's, a gay, it's a gay show. We gotta get real about the feces. You gotta get Unfortunately, real. Unfortunately, as gays, we have to confront fecal matter often. Here's often. something. I'm I'm recently starting to douche and I bought this really <gasps> chic looking bulb from Amazon, but it doesn't work. The suction is bad, and you really have to try these out. You, it's a really hit or miss thing with buying these douche bulbs to wash to clean your hole out. Because I've never once douched. 
Me neither. I've done the, I've done like the the what they call the fleet enemas that they yeah, sell at yeah, Dwayne yeah, Reed. Yeah, I've done sure. those, but apparently those are bad for you if you do them a lot because it just like really eats doesn't gets eat real away. Up in there, like, and... it's real up in there, and it really starts to like tenderize your, your tenderize the meat. The meat. <laughs> no, there's no the way. Don't you tenderize need your whole well done. Absolutely, uh, well done. Well. Or rare, but not tender. Yeah, something you know? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. Th- I thought I'd bring that into the conversation just because it's part of the feast. You yeah, know? thrilled that you did. Honestly, listen, the, and and I feel like we can open up to you. Yes. Yeah, I feel I can open up to you. Can I just uh, prim- just start this off by saying, what? do you remember the best day of your lives? <gasps> yeah, I think it was when we were in Disney World. Yeah. That makes sense. Mine was when I saw Adina Menzel in Wicked when I was 18. But oh, this, my God. But I feel like this is the second best day of my life. Oh, my God, <laughs> Because I'm so thrilled to, to be, be here. To be up there with Adina is truly is momentous for us. Momentous. Oh, my God. You know what? I really, I just was having a rough day at work this week and just... A yeah. rough day at work this week. Mood boost. Just yeah. thought, let me put on the Wicked o- uh, o- o- OST. No. Original sorry. soundtrack, yes. No, Broadway cast recording. Uh, yeah, OBC. OBC. OBCR. OBCR, oh, And, God, what an instant. I mean, it holds up. One of the things that holds up. When you look, that's where I met you guys. Yes. We first oh my met God, when we were doing yes. Henry's um, Wicked mashed up with... Um, Devil Wears Prada. Yes. Pat Regan as, as Miranda Priestly. She had never seen the movie. No. <laughs> so and he, he just, famously did not totally disregard her performance style. <laughs> Completely. He, he would just come out and, and go, you look ugly in, in that outfit. And then, yeah. and then walk off stage. <laughs> and you were Fierro slash Adrian Grenier? Yes. No, or no, 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 no. Fierro slash um, the mentalist. Blonde douche. Yeah. The, the mentalist. mentalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was amazing. I remember saying to Henry, who is this bitch? That was the first time I met Tim too. I was like, he's very funny. That Very was funny. transformative for me because I was like a musical theater douche before yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Not <laughs> a douche. But like I didn't know what I was, you know what I mean? Like that type of musical yes. theater boy that just is kind of like, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing, but I need like outward validation from other people all the time to like yeah, I get it. feel like I am doing my my art or whatever oh my, my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 100%. we did that show and I was like, wait, there are like gay people that do comedy Uh that are making their own shit and are making their own stuff and it was honestly like a huge shift in my whole yeah was that when you started making no that wasn't when you started making videos but honestly I had been making videos before that but they were only ever theater related content Uh and very rarely and I would rarely (laughs) post about them and then doing meeting you guys and Henry and your, your whole crew of like awesome New York queer comedians was oh like gosh. oh these people are putting themselves out there all of the time mm. oh but now you're like i mean now you're the one who's just like just churning all this quality stuff the content out. keeps flowing the content keeps flowing. i have had such a shift <gasps> in the last like especially in the last year but in the last like six months mm-hmm. i was like very very depressed like bone and i were talking about this a little bit before uh-huh. that i was living in like an apartment with no windows oh, and shit. it was just dark it was dark times and I have had this just complete shift in my brain where I now am, I was like telling my therapist like a year ago, like, I don't know, I used to be like a happy person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I, I used to like walk down the street and like hear music in my head. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now I don't. And that's like very scary yeah. for me. And with the, the more I've talked it out and the more I realize it's just like all about creating stuff and like yeah. having fun and throwing shit against the wall and like not being afraid yeah. and improv helped with that a lot too to be uh-huh. like oh sometimes you're gonna fucking 
fall on your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. I love that. I yeah. love that. I, yeah. I just love that that shift that it's you know that it's just opened all this stuff up for you. That's that's so cool. The joy, the mm. joy is in creating the work, uh, and it's about the work. It's about, it's the, about work. the work. It's about the process. You also very much enjoy the process. Sometimes, like, because yes. I, I, he is over the house all the time with Henry, and they're yes. creating their their goofs. Uh-huh. And you guys are always laughing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we've witnessed him direct us. And yes. he is, and he is very much just very involved in the process. Very, very collaborative. <laughs> so fun to work with. So great. And Tim, you guys did a little shoot today. We did a little shoot, did today, a little shoot today for Henry for some of yeah, Henry's for Henry promos. Kursky. Look at look it up at T Murray zero six. It's gonna be on the YouTube. That's Come on, the YouTube. T Murray zero six, baby. Uh, what well, can you tell is. us about this project that you did today? Um, it's a, a like basically the big thing that we're trying to do is and one thing I've realized with one of my other videos is called um, We Get It You Know Each Other yeah like, oh, okay yeah. I love that you need to watch that yes just like um, everyone yeah just yeah. about two people that are like scream when they know each other but <laughs> I've been making so much fucking shit lately yeah yeah and it feels great but it's like sometimes I'll make something that I'm like this is it last uh-huh. year I made um, Hillary Clinton She's All That and just yes, mapped I the movie that. She's All That to Hillary Clinton and it <laughs> No one watched it. Yeah. It got like no views. It doesn't and I was, matter. It, does, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's so true. But what I realized with this video was like all I had to fucking do was label the top of the video, we get it, you know each other, and suddenly it blew up. People, we are getting so dumb as a mean word to say, but we're getting like, we need things like like so clearly of spelled yeah. out oh, no, that's on the internet. So what Henry and I were trying to do with this is to clearly label. Yeah. And Bone was so funny. No. <laughs> so um, guys, master class performances from Becky Shikoi and Sam Reese. These are just people that yeah. I saw. Guys, what yeah. was the video? Okay, so it's Henry Kapersky sitting um, at a piano at an audition, in an audition room and mm-hmm. just being the accompanist. And it's just, and maybe Tim, you can describe this better, but it's just different people coming in being different versions of like, Different monsters, types of nightmares really, and monsters yeah. in those that in those are auditioning. Rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. musical theater monsters. Musical theater that monsters. come in in certain ways and expect certain things of the accompanist and treat yeah. the accompanist like garbage for the most yes. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I can't wait. So I tried a couple things where I like was flirting hard with Henry because mm-hmm. I've I've witnessed that myself just in front of mine own eyes. And just, I admitted like, to you that I've done it before. <laughs> well, I mean, we've all done it, but like yeah, with yeah, Henry yeah. specifically, it's this really funny oh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I was just like pulling from my experience and just like really making Henry feel uncomfortable. And he was method, honey. Oh, full He method. was giving you Strasbourg, Stanislavski, I don't fucking know, but he was like really <laughs> acting and I was like, this is gonna read really well. My Henry. favorite thing yeah. is when Henry acts. He's really good at it. He's so see, good. see, sometimes, and the other day he did an impression of someone. <gasps> no, he did, it wasn't someone that, oh, I forget, but he came home from an interaction uh-huh. and he did an impression of the person. And? And then I sometimes tease him like, ooh, the actor. but <laughs> And he gets very bashful. But it was very good. Of course it was. Yeah. He's just been inundated with like people like throwing and projecting like their own like shit at him for all this time and of yes. course he's watching so much is yes. like such a which uh, again the culture is this podcast big thing for me like hearing other people's things that they watched as kids mm, that yeah. like that's why you're when i heard pat regan talk about this shit that he watched growing up i was like that's why you are as yeah, good as you, you are. are yeah yeah and you guys talking about desperate housewives so much <laughs> makes me be like <laughs> it's a deeply the formative in both of you <laughs> moment okay hold on so because you've just brought it up organically oh my God, Tim. let's talk about this so tim <laughs> what is the culture and we ask this of all our guests this is the question we ask all the guests this is the question we ask all the guests what is the culture that um brought you into culture it was the culture that made you decide culture 
at large as a concept was for you? Is for me. I've been thinking about this a lot because, you know, I'm number one fan of the pod. Um, oh. At me in the comments, you're not a bigger fan than me. Thank <laughs> oh! you. At him. Um, at me. And I have a really bizarre memory. Like, I can remember, like, where I was sitting and what was happening. Yes. Yeah. I remember I, I was sitting, we were on vacation in Miami, mm-hmm. and we were sitting in a hotel room, and I am watching the TV and the news story of Tanya Harding. Oh, my God. Hits <laughs> Nancy Kerrigan's leg. Um <laughs> comes across the screen and I rem- oh literally feel like I could my whole body just like went yeah. light and I was like so this good. is fascinating to yeah me. and I looked at the screen and it's just like the most specific and you guys talked about this on the podcast before we have too. I was just thinking to myself have we talked about this I'm almost positive that we have Tanya Nancy that's not yes. what I'm talking about you've talked about um oh. so specifically uh, your friends your sisters hot friends yeah 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 and how like what that looked like to you and what that meant to you yes and seeing these like women these like fierce figure skater women with their very specific hairdos yep and their like specific costumes and but what what I now realize attracted me to this story so much was storytelling. Mm-hmm. Was like it was such so dramatically laid thick. out for the world. It was yeah. so thick. Yeah. It was like Tanya Harding was, and I fell in love with Tanya Harding. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, she had these blonde bangs that just came down like this. And she, they, she, in the news story I watched, they were like, you know, poor white trash up up against uh, rich pristine, Nancy pristine yeah. Nancy yeah. cold Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. And that was the narrative being spun for me. So I remember going home and sitting in my bed and clamping my hands so tight and saying, dear God, I know oh. Tanya Harding didn't do it. Please. <laughs> Please, please let please the world God. understand that she is a good person and she would not have done this. That is so interesting because you just were empathizing so much with this person who was being villainized in the media. Yes, I was so I'm so empathetic. But then the y'all wanted a twist, eh? <laughs> She, we did. We did. She we do. was so bad at I the Olympics. Yeah. So fucking bad that I turned. Ah! Because they <laughs> and have I put to up perform. a Nancy Kerrigan poster in my room. And I've been oh, Nancy you Kerrigan. You put up a Nancy. Oh, so not even, not even you turn your back on Tanya, you put up a Nancy poster. I turned 180 and I joined oh the other side. God. Oh, my God. I joined the other side. That's filth. That- I'm a bad person. So, wait. <laughs> I think, I do think that maybe it's not as fascinating. Well,. So it's up there for me with the OJ thing. With yeah, unbelievable, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could never make it up. 100%. Sure, sure, sure. The Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan thing. And you know what else? You guys are a little younger than me, but I feel like the OJ thing was the second biggest news story of our of my lifetime. Maybe the first for you. Do you um, think? Uh, it's up there. I mean, I will be completely honest and say that because I was in Canada oh, as right. it was happening, Canadians just like didn't really care about it. And so I didn't really... Like I, like the car chase, like like the whole Bronco chase thing, like that was all something that I like learned like much later on about. Yeah, and like so many of the details, like about like Marsha Clark and all these people, like d- I didn't really learn about until like last year. Last year, like the documentaries and um, American Crime Story. Like yeah. I was like, oh, like I really missed out on this because for uh, yeah so I mean that's just I mean that's interesting but, but like did you miss out? I do remember I mean, it dominating but I'll tell was... you what also dominated and continued to dominate for years and the two stories kind of jumbled in together for me as like oh that's just like I guess tabloid culture it was what my five six year old self like understood tabloid culture to be was John Bonet Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, and it felt like Jean Benet was never not on the cover of one of those magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to the true. supermarket, the store, you absolutely. still see Jean Benet. 
Absolutely. Uh, seriously, like it's it, crazy. it didn't go away for years. Yeah, and it's still the fact that it still hasn't is crazy. Yeah. We are such a strange culture. Like, why are we so obsessed and with that? Also, two things. One, didn't realize that OJ was an athlete slash actor slash superstar until much later. Didn't understand how famous he was until I was watching Crime Story Uh and I texted my dad and I'm like, how famous was he? He was like, he was the most famous athlete of his generation. Two, didn't understand that John JonBenet Ramsey was a little beauty queen. Thought that was just the way she looked (laughs) and thought, oh my God, that that pretty girl died. And I didn't understand why it was such a huge story. Yeah. But then. Same. I I didn't realize that either, I don't think, until way later. And then you understand, like, what a fucked up, bizarre story it is and why it's so big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,. That is so but crazy. But yeah, d- just thought in, that was what normal little girls like looked like. I think talk I about the patriarchy. Oh, <laughs> dark. <laughs> it's a dark world. It certainly is. Tim. I, in <laughs> second grade, the teacher asked, took a poll of all of us, and said, "How many of you think OJ did it?" Oh my god! And one this little is... boy, Ricky Haas, raised his hand and said, "I don't think he could have done it because he's a very good football player." And we go. accepted that. I mean, in you're... this Catholic school as like. Oh yeah, except for me, who was like, wait a minute. But also, he was like taking a sample of a room full of second graders. Like that is, <laughs> right. it's shocking. Right. But we just talked about this last like... week with Ruby. Like, um, the positions that these teachers put kids in, and like <laughs> these questions that they make them answer. Like talking to a bunch of fifteen-year-olds about abortion rights is yeah. just so fraught. fucking crazy. Yeah. Overwrought and fraught, whatever. Yeah, it's just like, why would you do that? It's overfraught. 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 Rule number 75. Overfraught. <laughs> um, okay, um, I would I would position to say, I would posit, sorry, I, I'm trying to sound smart today. Position it. I would say that Princess Diana was like, Th- yes, uh, that was like the, I think that's one of the biggest stories. I was going to say, we were a little bit Pop older than. Pop culture things. Yeah. And she was an international figure. Totally. And so, therefore. No, but Di- Princess, Diana's, Princess Diana dying was before Jean Benet, though. I don't think that that's true. I think Jean Benet was. Let's look it up. Jean, Jean Benet was like 97, 98. Oh, really? Was that mm, I think she was 95. I think that was earlier. Okay. I, think, I remember I think where the I chronology was. of it was. I'm Googling it. Tanya. OJ. Tanya was definitely first. Jean Benet. Mm-hmm. Princess Diana. 96. Okay, and then, yeah, and then, oh, the 20th anniversary of Diana was was very recently. So. So 97. Right. Okay, so you're right. I'm so sorry. Yes. Jean Benet, but Jean Benet we heard about I in Canada. I accept your apology. Thank you. Jean Benet we heard about in Canada. And it was like two years before I was going to move to Colorado and I was like people, and I've said this Yes, you have, you before, have, you have. Um, on the podcast, but when like my parents were telling me that we were moving to Colorado, I was like, people... That's where Columbine happened. Oh, that's where Jean Benet died. Yeah, people fucking murder each other there, and that's you did not know accurate. Col- Columbine not inaccurate. Was, Columbine was a big thing in Canada. That yeah. You heard oh about. yeah. Because oh, yeah. I th- was thinking about this when um, the three of us are all reading Hillary's book. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I have it's literally out on the table right now. What in happened? the gun control chapter, mm-hmm. I was crying specifically a lot because yeah. I really feel like that would have been her legacy yes. had she been elected. <sighs> and I oh. thought so, I couldn't stop thinking about the second grade version of myself mm-hmm. and where I think like a lot of my paranoia comes from is that of being like, oh, anyone could just walk into this school and shoot us. Yeah. And like that, like shaped so much. And like then, was it in your guys' towns, was that like, did it become like sort of part of like, that's vocal culture, too? I will say it It affected my... Th- I, it happened when I was in third grade. It affected my teacher so deeply that 
she wouldn't stop talking about it for days. Oh, and no. I, I, she actually made us, have I said this on the podcast? She, she made us all stand in a circle and listen to Hands by Jewel. <laughs> no. And we stood holding hands and sang Hands my by hands, Jewel. My hands are small, I know, <laughs> but they're not. And I, I've definitely song. said this before. Yeah. But then, like days later, oh we God. all got in trouble at lunch. And my lunch monitor like pulled my teacher out and said, um, the kids are peer pressuring each other to be mean to someone or they're peer pressuring someone to do something they didn't want to do. Wait, what is that? And okay. the teacher came in and was like, I'm so mortified that I had to listen to that and not for nothing, but this is not dissimilar to what happened over in Columbine. No. Oh, the no. Peer, the peer pressure and the bullying and stuff like well, that. Well, she's kind of right. She, yes, but yeah. traumatizing to tell a group of, of course. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. And then I realized- So recent. Even like in third grade, I kind of said to myself like, okay, don't absorb that. That's her issue. Like that is not from, yeah. that is what not, she meant to say was that like bullying <laughs> is wrong yeah. and you shouldn't make people feel isolated, but she doesn't need to like make you guys feel like you're he, like we're the next Columbine. <laughs> right. she, I mean, uh, who knows? Because she was connecting those dots like in a correct way, but of course the way she was communicating it to you guys as third graders was like awful and wrong. I think she was traumatized, uh, rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, like. Surreal experience having my first story pirate show in an elementary school um, in Long Island the day Sandy Hook happened. No. That was the day it the happened? The day it happened. And, and like we were like we were setting up, and it was my first show, and it was, we were performing for all these kids. I was with Katie Skelton and Branson Reese. Yeah. And I get this news notification on my phone oof, oof, oof. about Sandy Hook, and I was like, oh my. And I, and I didn't want to tell them about this yeah. until mm-hmm. after the show. Yeah, because I but I saw this and I went out and I looked at all these fucking kids and yeah, I was it's like, horrifying. this is insane. And then all of us got into the car, drove back to the city, and we were just silent. And we were just like, how? What? Like, how did this happen? It was wild, wild, wild. wild. And we'll never forget it. Yeah, yeah, I joined it after that too. And I remember you go. It's weird. You go into elementary schools now, and you and you look at the kids and you think. You just get sick to your stomach. Are we? Are we your teacher now? Are we your third grade teacher? No, you, you people did this to me. <laughs> no, um, but it's crazy. Yeah, it's fucking no, crazy. It's wild. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. 
I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. And then... And it's crazy that it's not going to change, change now, especially after hearing her chapter in the book. I was just like, yeah, what? I, this is insane to me that we are not... And after um, uh, Orlando, yeah. the, I was at my 10-year high school graduation the night that that happened, and I took all of... All these boys that I thought would hate me for being gay, we all were out at a bar together. And I was like, I know this is like so lame, but I'm having such a good time with you straight guys. <laughs> Let's go to the local gay bar in town. And they all came with me and we had the best fucking time. And it was just like, oh. you know, defeating these like inner demons, like thinking these were my bullies. And then to wake up the next morning and be like, oh, wow, this just happened in a gay bar somewhere else oh yeah. my God. in the country. And like from like trying to bridge that gap of like making people feel comfortable and being like even as an ally you could be <laughs> I mean oh yeah I mean A I mean that that is just nice isolated event wise it like, was it was that great. is really nice um, I don't know if I, I've said this before and when he was on the podcast I definitely didn't mention this but the night before uh, the, the Pulse shooting 
Cole Skoll and I were doing a show at Union Hall, and then we got, went to, walked up to Artichoke Pizza in Park Slope to get a bite, and mm. then we were sitting there, and uh, this crazy person like barrels in and is like screaming and screaming and screaming, and then he goes to Cole, uh, Cole and me, and starts screaming faggot at us, and then he like lunges at Cole at one point, and Cole was just like really shaken by it, and we were both shaken by it, yeah, and then like. And then it was fine after that. We checked in with each other. We went our separate ways. We ch- I checked in again with him that like when he got home that night. And then the next day, a fucking pulse happened. Mm-hmm. And then checked in with each other again. We were just like, it's, are we both, like, we're both thinking the same thing, right? Like, this, it's, it's like, it's just so fresh so, that this is still yeah. happening. Um, yeah, like, what a weird, I it's don't know. It's so fucked up to think about how all these atrocities can happen, and she talks about the mothers in those chapters of uh, all, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the murdered black youth and everything, like, and just to fucking realize that he still was elected. You know what I mean? With no, and he, with nothing on that topic, and only, like, uh, only the, all the wrong things. All the wrong things. Oh, yeah. Everyone should have a gun. Speaking of, like, you teaching, uh, Right, so the Orlando happened, and then a week later, I was teaching like kids, like mm-hmm. young kids mm-hmm. in a classroom, and I have this paranoia thing where I'm always thinking that something bad is going to happen. And I am sitting in the class, and I was just like, "What would I do? Yeah. If someone came in here right now, there's 40 children. Mm-hmm. What would I do if I had a gun on me? That wouldn't help. Oh my God, <laughs> what no. would I do? Like that's there would, not. It's not the answer. That's it is not so the flat out not the answer. And the fact that people think it could be the answer shows people true, firmly believe like, that that's it's, the answer it's, in a truly wild way. Oh my God, it's insanity. But the thing that's bothering me the most about the fucking <sighs> people's like furor over this Hillary book, and I'm seeing this a lot on my Facebook feeds, uh-huh. is it's like always the pull quote is. Oh, uh, look, wow, Hillary really stuck in the past, still blaming Bernie. Fucking read the book. Read the it book. is not read about book, Bernie. Honey, no. This book is not about Bernie. The library's and, open. Check out a card and check out the book. I don't have time for your <laughs> fucking bullshit. She she <sighs> spends maybe, I don't, I, I'm halfway through it, uh-huh. but from she what I've read, there's, twice so there's lines yeah. that are about Bernie and about you know, the rightful ways in which she contributed to her loss. Not that mm-hmm. he wasn't entitled to say whatever the fuck he wants to say and campaign however he wants, mm-hmm. but she's also entitled to write this book. Yep. You don't want to fucking buy it or read it? Don't. You certainly waste a lot of your fucking time posting about it on, sure face, on social media. Mm-hmm. You certainly are fucking interested. But if you don't want to read the book, don't. It doesn't mean she doesn't have the right... But you don't get to say anything about it then. Yeah, and don't fucking tell me how to spend my money. Because people don't. being like, well, at least don't buy it at a Barnes and Noble. Uh, you can go fucking shove your own cock up your butthole. And, like, and let me watch on X2 because like, that sounds fun. Honestly, but- <laughs> ugh, you're all fucking disgusting. She doesn't say anything about him or anything in the book that isn't in service of the party. That isn't in service of trying to bridge exactly why she believed the same thing she believed and took the stances she took and why Bernie took the stances she took. She's not blaming him. She's saying this is how divided we are and this is what he believed and what I believed and why I believe that was a problem for all of us coming together, stronger together. The book is uh. called What Happened. So she's telling you what, what happened. happened. And one of the things that happened was they were in conflict and it made her look bad. And had yeah. it had he become the nominee... He probably wouldn't have won either because the, there would have been all the fuckery that happened with Russia anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, get over it. 
Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. Just I and what she's been saying in, in interviews is that like, yeah, it was has just like been uh, about him just doing this sort of damage that he sort of did inflict where it was like, well, Hillary's sure. a fucking crook because she's taking all, all these speaking fees. And it's like, she talks about it in the book. She's like, I mean, all my predecessors took speaking fees. Everyone else Duh. who ran for president took like took money from Wall Street, like had no reason to believe that it would have affected me this way, except in these gendered ways. And then the line that like punched me in the fucking gut was like, she just has this whole paragraph where she asks these questions like, why am I seen as a divisive figure, but Joe Biden and Bernie aren't? Why am I seen as this person, but these people aren't? Like, why why am I like caustic, but these people aren't? And then she, mm-hmm. and then she paragraph breaks into just a one line paragraph after that just says, I'm really asking, I'm at a, f-, she goes, I'm at a loss. Mm. And it was just like, oh! I yeah. was at the gym when I heard, I'm listening on audiobook and I had to put the weights down. Oh! Oh my and gosh. Take a, and take a lap because it was so it's sad. It makes me it's so, so fucking sad for my sister. My sister mm-hmm. is a fucking fierce lawyer and mm-hmm. she didn't take her husband's name. She has, and Hillary has an amazing little paragraph in there about yep. that, about like about Bill losing the governor. Yeah. People said that Arkansas, it was yeah. her fault that he lost the governor's race because she didn't take the last name Clinton. And then when she, she finally did take the last name Clinton, there's footage of her just uh, like, in the 70s um uh just like uh, on an interview on like on some like tv press thing and she's just like first of all she looks she looked fucking fierce back in the day mm-hmm. just like she like really just looked like this she looks like twiggy in a way like with this like really fierce like eye makeup and just like this straight <laughs> blonde hair br- like brownish blonde hair and she's just she just looks pissed and she's like you know i decided to take i finally decided to you know just take Clinton because it seemed like everyone was getting really up in arms about it so you know i will now for and she rolls her eyes back she goes I will now forever be known as Hillary Rodham Clinton, and I was like, "Fuck that! Fuck, fuck that. the pe- fuck the fuck the forces that like made that happen." And like, for her to roll her eyes at that is like still so great and delicious. Well, yes. that's fucking classic misogyny and sexism for you, and your hatred of her, everybody is fucking fueling. It's, it's just it's tired. Machine. It's and it's also it's like why? Ugh, what, why? Like what, what, like. I don't know. Read the fucking book. Read the fucking or, book. Or, or you know what? Or don't. Fantastic. But either way, go fuck yourself. Because you're going to read the book and I hope you feel like shit. And if you don't read the book, continue lit- living in your own fucking ignorance. Whatever. Maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid too much, but I happily do so. And I, like, whatever. Fuck, fuck it's you. Not, it's not harming other people. <sighs> no, it just makes me so me. mad. It's making me feel better having, like, being able to read it. So, like, stop <laughs> posting everywhere. Yeah. Why does this book exist? Anyway. Ugh. I just think it is sexist to say that shit about her. Like it, it, yeah, it's, gar- it's, it's garbage. Yeah, agreed, one hundred percent. I don't know that when you read the chapter on being a woman in politics, that's really hard to to oh, li- yeah. to read and listen to. Yeah. And the situation she she accounts are so specific, mm-hmm. and it's like give the woman a fucking break. Give her a break. Did you see Cory Booker being like he basically has like a leave Britney alone moment, but about Hillary, where they're like interviewing him, and he's like just leave her alone, <laughs> like God. <laughs> It's like people don't fucking freak out about John McCain like staying silent after his presidential race loss. Like we're still lionizing him like he's a fucking war hero, which I mean, that's questionable to begin with. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, um, let's let's just dig ourselves out of this heavy politics hole. 
Um, but I like that, it down here. Did you hear it's that Hillary is going to be a judge on All Stars Three? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, that would be a fucking gag. I would gag. Chelsea, Chelsea went Clinton. to Jinx's yes. show. Wait, what? Chelsea Soon. Clinton went to one of Jinx Monsoon's show this past week. Really? And I'm and we're and and I'm just like Hillary's got to go. Hill's got to go. She's got to go. She's got to go. We got to get her at the show. <laughs> Get bring to book her for slumber party. Uh, I would such a good die to have Hillary on slumber. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Can't oh, wait to have god. you guys on. Slumber It'd be an party. honor for her. You know what? I I thought about this. The one question I would ask Hillary Clinton is: She is back in the day, especially in, in at, at the show's peak. She was a huge Grey's Anatomy fan, and I want to tell. I want to really? ask her what her favorite episode is, or who her favorite character is. That's all. I love that. Someone, who are your who are, you for you? What? I want that question for you. Favorite who are your episode? favorite characters and your favorite apps? Yeah. Um, Christina. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christina bitch till I die. Yeah. I didn't get Christina for a long time. Same. I do think that she provides some of the best moments ever. I didn't get her for a long time. My favorite character was Izzy. <laughs> Until she started less, acting like a, like like a stupid idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and that's the that's the part of it that I do agree with Catherine Heigl about. The writing was atrocious, god awful. It was bad. She's and let's not pretend like Shonda isn't capable of that. I mean, like she wrote bad Crossroads. Wrote, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, why why would you say that? Crossroads is amazing. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> I I just I'm just saying like Crossroads is a better movie than people give it credit for. Agree. Shonda Rhimes is not. She doesn't hit it out of the park every single fucking time. No. Oh, and no, also no, no. like she is very guilty of like st- stepping away and caring less about her shows after she feels like yeah, they're, they're she, past yeah, totally. their prime. She gets away with murder. So she. <laughs> uh, okay. So she walked. I I don't know what happened with Grey's Anatomy, but season four was a total fucking mess, mm-hmm. and. I think that the way Catherine yeah, Heigl handled it. There were some great moments it, in season four, though, and you know what I'm talking about, especially with Christina, especially with Sandra Oh, honey. Which one? Just, what? just um, wiping the oh, tear away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Burke model. That was not season four. That was season yeah, four. Yeah, because season three, he leaves her at oh, the, oh, oh, at the oh, altar. You're talking about you took a piece of me. No, no, no. no, no that's, that's season, season five. five. Season four? Season six, season, even. season six. You're unbearable? Right. No. Um, yeah, it's unbearable. That's season four. Where she has to, she goes, there you go. My relationship with Preston Burke in writing satisfied yeah the, where like the, she has to report that she slept yeah. with Burke to the whole fucking it's not difficult it's, it's unbearable. unbearable you guys have talked about this before but I want it on record from me that her her you took a piece of me monologue is yeah. the greatest television that, acting we will oh, ever discover again, again. <laughs> so except she yeah. did it with a hundred times the restraint that we just did it oh yeah uh, do you watch her oh, farewell no. episode yeah yes, I came cried. back to the show you got just her. for that Oh, you gotta. And it was beautiful. He's oh, not, my God. He's not the son. You, you are. She pisses me off, though, Shonda. I'm sorry. I, yeah, that's fair. She fucking sure, pisses sure, me sure. off. Yeah. Because yeah. I will never get over that she get, she let Isaiah Washington come back for I that know. episode. That homophobic piece of garbage yeah, yeah, yeah. got to come back and wrap up the storyline because Christina deserved it. However, like... She like can't get can't fucking knock the whatever ego thing she has with Catherine Heigl, and that character gets literally no yeah. resolution whatsoever. It's shitty. That Honestly, is shitty, you know yeah. what? If you didn't like her, just fucking kill her in the cancer storyline. Don't bring her back from the literal dead oh in the God. cancer storyline, only to have the character get fired six episodes into the that next season. That was bullshit. The that cancer story crazy. was bad. Yeah, I didn't think it was bad. I just thought. If you're gonna, then see it through. Yeah, like have her pass away because don't fucking have her survive only to fire the character because she made like a 
judgment error. Oh, yeah. Like, it was so stupid. The show is so stupid. I'm sorry, but Grey's Anatomy is so fucking it's stupid. But don't stupid. you think that we deserve an, a single from Ellen Pompeo? A single? I want to hear music from Ellen Pompeo. <laughs> her, her raspy voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh I want to hear a Pick God. Me, Choose Me, Love Me dance track. Oh, wait, but... Uh, yes, agreed. And she also is has been killing it on Twitter lately. Has she? Because Should I follow? But, well, yes, because and someone someone sent me this tweet of hers, um, where she's like, uh, someone some idiot tweeted at her like, oh she's uh, oh oh she's a fucking Hillary supporter. Fuck you, Jesus Christ. Trump supporters hate you. We hate you. And then she like quote tweeted this person and was like, I wouldn't want a fucking Trump supporter as a fan anyway. You doof. Like she was so. She goes news flash. I wouldn't want it. I would. I would never fucking want a Trump supporter as a fan. Yeah, she's literally like actual like mouthy. Great. It's, I like, love it. I love she, it. Do you ever see I her episode that. of Punked? No. no. <laughs> okay, she was on what an episode reference. of Punked and like lost. It's it. insane because she's with her husband who knows that this is happening to her. Uh-huh. But it's like they're at a restaurant in L.A. and like the waitress comes out and is like being an idiot. Uh-huh. And. She walks away from the table and Ellen Pompeo is literally like, our waitress is a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, she came I out here it. like, doof, doof, doof. Like, she's a fucking idiot. And then she starts laughing about it. She's like, she, and then she starts like making jokes about like her like falling down and like hurting herself. Oh, like, no. it's Golly. really weird. Like, and you see the husband kind of be like, Ooh, oh my we're God, we're TV. on TV. We're like yeah, on TV yeah, right yeah. now and you're being, and it's so funny to hear her like real accent. She's from um, I think she, she's from Boston she's from or Bo- some sort of Massachusetts or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see you hear her talk and it's not Meredith Grey talking. It's really funny. It's so weird. Ellen, what a mystery. What a mystery. Yeah, because we only right. know her as we only literally know her as the one character. Have you seen the interview with her and um Viola Davis and um Carrie? Carrie. And they're like, so what would you, what would you do if Grey's Anatomy ever stops? <laughs> and she's like, well, um, I don't think it ever will. But uh, if it does, I won't be acting anymore. And they're like, wow. why? Why? And she she actually said something that I thought was so cool. She was like, I don't find acting very empowering. And fair. I was like, oh, that's cool. So she's like, I think I would like produce. I was like, oh, you're you're pretty cool. Yeah, I think she's totally cool. That's so funny. I I need to watch this punk. But you should. <laughs> Ellen. I need to watch that too. Ellen Pompeo. I want to burn. I want the whole world to burn down. I want to see everyone's true colors. Also, I mean, Shonda may or may not have had a hand in making Sara Ramirez bisexual <laughs> by writing her character as a lesbian. Is Sara Ramirez bisexual? She came out as bisexual like oh. a year ago, which is great. But like, I don't know if like the the character had anything to do with it. I don't know about that, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting thesis. I think Toronto Rhymes well, Beats are amazing. After I played a lesbian, I realized I was bi. Well, it's like that fucking Orange is the New Black writer who realized she was lesbian, she was gay after she like kept writing these 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 queer women. I think I, there's something really? to it. Is that how she discovered that? And then, and then she fucking just married um, Samira. Husay, Samira, yeah. So I mean I think I think there's something about TV. I've also heard <laughs> opens I, up, opens up what's inside of exactly. you already. I've heard that Taylor Schilling is also a lesbian. Oh yeah, I've heard she's bi. Oh, but that she's. I think she's in a relationship with a woman, a, fa- a cool. famous woman. I don't know who it oh. is. And I'm losing it right now, but I feel like she's closeted. I think you and I did. I think you and I saw her come out. We were we were we got off at JFK and we saw her come out. She was in the car in front of us at JFK. Did we? Where were? I think where was that. I think we were going. I think this was Orlando. No. And she fucking came out, and I was like, "That's Taylor Schilling." 
Oh my god! What a Maybe you forgot about. We'll that. ask Dave because I don't know. I don't. Remember yeah, yeah, that. yeah. We, pr- we were I, literally very high the whole time. I remember this very vividly. The fucking Taylor showing. That's the crazy. First season of that show, I was like, "This is the best season of this is the best television show I've ever seen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I stopped watching. The <laughs> most famous person that I've seen come out of a car is Anna Hathaway. Anna Hathaway. Anna. Uh, Anna. Was she getting out of the car and Meryl Streep was in the car and she was like, everybody wants to be us. And Anne was <laughs> getting out because she, she quit. Yeah, that was it. I was on set for Devil's Product in Paris, France on location. To Emily. <laughs> to Emily. <laughs> you did do it. To Emily. <laughs> what a delicious performance. So, oh my God. Well, this is like so our 20th good. time talking about Devil's Yeah, but you know what though? But for I, a cultural I podcast, I want it on every episode. All right, let's yeah. talk about a new movie. What movie haven't we talked about? I don't know. You've listened to oh, every wait. episode. I have listened to every episode. Hold on. There is a movie I want to talk about because I was thinking about you, Tim Murray, the whole time as I was watching it last weekend. Tim Murray, famously on the first I Don't Think So Honey live episode. Gagged it. I Don't Think So Honeyed. Harry Potter fans, um, and mm-hmm. uh, he Harry Potter bullies. Harry, Harry Potter bullies, excuse me, yeah. and that is a specific term. And um, he instead proposed, instead of a Harry Potter theme park, a practical magic theme park. Sorry, I've, I've never seen it, and but I have to. I saw it last week with um, Anna and Mike, and um, it's not a good movie. But it's a there's great performances in it. But it's not a good movie. Want to like, know something horrible? Please. I've never seen oh, that. You <laughs> it was for the comedy. I was, was playing a character. Yes. Great, great, great. I was playing a character. And so you did your research. And so you had that reference tucked away. I had it tucked away. That's because genius. I said in my head, I was like, do I say the craft? Do I say I just in my head the I was like, here's some witch movies, and then I was like, I'm fucking I'm I love it. Magic. I love it because the craft is very first thought. Like everyone like will fall yeah, back yeah, on yeah. the craft. Practical magic is like a nice deep cut. And I love that you referenced it, even though you hadn't seen it, because I feel like we should not I feel like more people should do that. I, I I don't find a problem in doing that and referencing something that is not familiar to you. I think it's I do it all the time. The reference for Yeah, we're not getting a we're not gonna get a quiz. Exactly. On it's not a until fucking... you come on a podcast and they're like no. let's talk about that movie and you're like, oh I don't know. I mean it. we don't have to talk about it. I was just I thought of you. But I love that you thought of me. That's so sweet. And my problem with the movie is that it didn't know if it was gonna be a thriller, a rom com, or you know, like What did it end up being? Like a, a fucking Franken movie of all three of of, of, oh, those, I don't of like these that. things. It was like a it was it wanted to be a thriller, a rom com, and like a fun like Nancy Myers esque movie. It was crazy. It was so wild. It's Nicole Kidman playing like the confident witch. No, it's it's Sandra Bullock playing like the main witch, like the like the the one who wants just like your normal cipher, like you can project anything you want on her. And Nicole Kidman is like the rebellious sister. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's very Thelma and Louise too, because um, Nicole Kidman ends up dating this vampire who. Uh, holds her hostage and then they kill the vampire and then they bury the vampire and then their aunts are played by it's and it's very Sabrina the Teenage Witch their aunts uh, are played love. by Stockard Channing and um, uh, fucking Diane Weist oh so that sounds great, great cast and, and a young <laughs> Evan Rachel Wood <laughs> is uh, in the movie really? too plays uh. Sandra Bullock's daughter um, so it's a great movie well cast but it's also it just doesn't know what it is and it, it was just kind of unwatchable by the end um, but you know it's 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 in the lexicon. It's, it's in, in our lexicon. lexicon. Speaking of witches, I was just gonna literally going to say those exact <laughs> words. What are you gonna say? I was gonna say that Michelle Pfeiffer is back on screen. Uh oh. Okay. Uh oh. And I can't bring myself. <laughs> to I don't think see I'm gonna go see it. it. The news feed is a disaster. It's crazy. About, I've never seen such hate about it. for a movie. Did you hear that it received an F? 
cinema score rating. So this is this is what happens when when all movies come out. What they what what like this company does is they go to five random cities nationwide, mm-hmm. and they pull many audiences coming out of the theater to give uh, the movie a score: A, B, C, D, or F. Like a like a numerical grade, not numerical, like an alphabetical grade, uh-huh. mm-hmm. like you would get, you know, in school. In school. So famously, this can really uh, prove to say like how a movie's going to do based on word of mouth, because it's really the audiences that drive the box office. Like the reviews help, right? But, but I ultimately, think a lot of people are going to go see Mother because they see Jennifer Lawrence. And they see like a seventy percent score on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't bad. Right. However, it got an F for Cinema Score, which is like unprecedented. So everyone hated. Almost everybody gave it an F. And usually, wow. you can usually someone likes a movie. Like, for example, um, like one of the highest scores of the past ten years has been The Blind Side. The Blind Side got an A that's, plus. Really it got funny. an A plus cinema score because it, and Hidden Figures also had an oh, A+. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. So it, basically these crowd pleaser movies yeah, yeah, that yeah. like have mass appeal, they'll get these very high scores Great. and those are the movies that, that have a lot of legs at the box office. I believe Wonder Woman also did really well. Okay, I think cool. it got an A. Sure, yeah. So these movies have real legs but if you get an F, that usually means the movie's fucking DOA. Oh, wow. So it but, got an F and that's happened like five times. I think it might be like a producer's type thing where it's like such a dud that people will want to go see it. I mean, I have no desire to go see it, but it, people are talking about it like crazy. People are talking about it, and that's a that's a rule of culture. Get the people talking. Here you go. All press is good press. But it makes me mad because there's nothing I'd want to do more than, than go see, see Michelle Pfeiffer in a movie. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Like, I fucking God, love Michelle good. Pfeiffer. Love the it. children have forgotten. The children, the children have, have forgotten. forgotten. There and will never be a Catwoman like Michelle Pfeiffer. No, no, Eartha no. Eartha no. was great, but honey, Michelle Pfeiffer was it. And I even thought Anne was great. And she was amazing in Hairspray, the movie. Oh, she's amazing yeah. in everything. everything. Oh, yeah, Grease 2, come on. She's yes. one of the, I think, of the past, like, 30 years, she's one of, like, the iconic faces on screen. I agree. She's Absolutely. amazing. And we think that, imagine what the generation above us would say if they were sitting around a table. Oh, like, I know. That's, She's like one of their the gay, queens, the like yes. the like the gays, the, the, the gays up the gays, the gays one gays generation up. up the gays up yeah live for the fight at the townhouse right now they're talking about <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer but I was actually reading an article about her which is an interesting article because she's been nominated for Oscars like several times yeah um and actually has a quite a like versatile like talent like uh-huh. she does like period film she does like superhero movies she does filmography. like traditional like contemporary romantic comedies like she's she's got everything on her mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. resume but what i read about her in this article this I, I thought was a pretty astute observation was this happens sometimes with actresses she's so gorgeous that you don't take her super seriously as an actress oh. and she's like too talented to be like super commercial. I like, relate to does that. Does that make so much? <laughs> it's like you got that model yeah, face and model those like face, abstract talents. And just so much talent. And immeasurable talent. And you're just like, I don't know how to process this. Yeah. But the, that's I so guess, true, like, though. That's so, that a, really, yeah. Like, right? In the Michelle, way that, yeah. like, you, you know, the her? big box office actresses are like of her generation were like Sandra Bullock, Meg Ryan, Julia Roberts. Not actresses that I think at the time of their peak, no. you could give them any script and they'd make it work, True. or they'd or they'd heighten the material. Michelle could right, but she never was a box office yeah. sensation in mm-hmm. the way that like 
She's never been this draw, like, let's go see the new Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer movie. movie. Right. Wow. And I thought that that was an interesting article, and I That's got so it. Because she is so striking, and she is so good. Like, you you usually walk away from a movie with her in it and remember her. Yeah. Boys. And people are saying that about this movie. I mean, that's cool. I mean, I, I do want to support that. I do want to support her. I, I, I think we can just start this campaign to just really, like, get her to number one on the IMDb star meter. I, I want Let's get Michelle to number one. To number one. I want her to just make such, an, such a huge groundswell of a comeback. Ugh. Well, they, um, they're saying that she might get an Oscar nomination great. for it. I sure hope. I sure, I sure hope. Because that hope. is such a real thing. It's like, we know that about the industry. It's not about talent. If it no. were about talent, all these theater actresses that I'm obsessed with yeah. would have been yep. box office draw. Mm-hmm. But no, it's about like Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock. It's, accessibility. It's, it's yeah. about, usually it's about whiteness. Yep. And it's yeah. about accessibility. And like, who is someone we can put on the freaking screen that is like, approachable and totally. somebody that uh, like someone in the middle of Nebraska wants to come watch in a theater. Right. And the thing is, I think right now there's really only been one and it's Jennifer, and it's Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. And I think with Emma this Stone, though, well, I think Emma Stone is close. Yeah. Mm-hmm, someone mm-hmm. actually said that recently. They think Emma Stone is like the next Julia Roberts in a way. And I think that that's pretty astute. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm but it seems that. like it seems like Emma Stone draws a certain vitriol that Julia Roberts never did. Oh, I think, people I fucking feel like, hate. I feel like Emma people Stone. people did back in the day hate Julia Roberts. Really? I don't know. I just I get that feeling because um, she was liked by women and men, which sure. is they say what a, what you need. Right, sure, right, right. Sure, sure, sure. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Emma, just from just from stories I've heard, is like a cool fucking person. That's what I hear too. I've it's heard that too. Jesse Britta Filter, our friend, mm. was her roommate in L.A. What? Oh my god! What? Yeah, Britta. They grew up together. And then, oh, speaking of drag queens, we I got a plug. Tammy Spanks. Tammy Spanks. I don't know Spanks. what oh, you guys sure. are all doing on a Sunday night, but you got to get your ass to um, Barracuda to see Tammy Spanks. It is and Britta Filter, go see all the New York queens. But yeah, anyway, Britta's sh- fucking amazing. They're they're amazing. Britta, Britta's going to be one of those household name drag queens. Oh, yeah. Britta Filter going to be on Slumber Party on my channel. <gasps> Can't wait. Wait, but she lived with Emma Stone. She calls her Emily. That's yeah, so Yeah, that's her real fun. name, right? Yeah, they, were fr- they grew up together in Arizona. They moved to L.A. together. Oh, then Emma Stone started to do like pretty well, I guess. She's doing pretty yeah, okay. Yeah, she's doing okay. Now they're saying that she might be up for an Oscar again oh, for, yeah. for playing sexist. Billie Jean King. Apparently she's better in this movie than she was in La La Land. And if she hadn't won last year, she would be a slam dunk. Oh, dang. That's yeah. what everyone's I'm saying. I'm excited for that movie. I'm really excited for that movie. Because I, 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 really, I didn't really know that this was like an event. Like historic event. In oh tennis. no, this is like a big one. It's I don't know as much about uh, as much about it either, but I have. But I right? I'm excited for totally the from being yeah. like a little sports kid. Ah, I oh, knew sure. about Billie Jean That's King. That's cool. Yeah, like this was like it was exactly that. It was called the Battle of the Sexes between this like chauvinistic idiot. Yes. Yeah. And who was like kind of like the John McEnroe of his time. Sure. Oh, and sure. Billie Jean King, who was at the time a closeted yep. lesbian. Mm-hmm. Uh, women's tennis champion. Right, right, right. And he was cool. like, let's do this. It'll be good for the sport. It'll get excited. And also, you know, ha like, whatever, I'll beat you. And don't be a pussy. Like, do it. And she beat him. She beat him. And, and that's, that's awesome. And now, like, Battle of the Sexes is just, like, this, like, norm in tennis. I mean, I, I sound so stupid, but, like, I, right? Is, am I correct? Like, now, like, like there, there, there are tennis events where it's, like, Battle of the Sexes. And it's just, like, you know, just male versus female. Yeah. And it's just, like, you know modeled after that. Right. That's I so mean, cool. that's I think it's one of those things that's like you can't duplicate. Of course not. But but, but, but they try. Totally, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. totally. Where's um, my movie about Monica Sellis getting stabbed? 
Do you what? Remember I that? didn't even know that this okay, happened. Okay, hello, Monica Sellis wins a match. Hello, she walks over to her fan, says hello, fans. A fan stabs her in the shoulder with oh! a knife. No, and she I survived. Mean, she's totally fine. Thank God. I mean, oh my God, was it her tennis arm? <laughs> which one's your tennis arm? Bitch, I don't know which Both, one. She sw- which one she swing the club? Which one she swing the club? I'm just. <laughs> I mean, that is rule like a number. Ne- I think. 30. Nine, 30. 30. Rule number 30 of culture. Your tennis arm is the one you swing, swing the, the club. club. Uh, that's like a that's like a sort of a Nancy Kerrigan type thing. It was a big Wait, big. and I'm happy to return to this because I can't believe we just talked about Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan without talking about Margo. the film that's coming out. Yes. I Tanya. I Tanya. <laughs> it's called Tanya. I comma Tanya. Can't believe they and it. And it stars right. Margot, Margot Robbie. Robbie. And Allison Janney as the mother, and I'm hearing it's basically drop dead gorgeous on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> what? Which I'm I'm here for here that. for. And also I'm, here for that. I'm getting different accounts of it. So like I'm reading a lot of I first of all, I cannot wait to see this movie. I'm so down for you it. You don't I, even understand. Are you reading different accounts about whether or not Margot Robbie thought Tanya Harding was a fictional character? No. Okay. okay. I also I wanna get Margot Robbie off the hook for this. Okay, yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because like you were just saying, she is from She might have missed it. She is from a different country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never I She's from a different country. It needs to be known that I'll never let anyone off the hook. But that is, I mean, it's the Olympics. It's an international event. So who knows? She's she's our age. I know about those Canadians uh, who, or no, Russians, who I guess I don't know. The Russians. Wait, are you talking about the controversy? Figure skating. The figure skating. The the, the doubles. The doubles. Yep, the Canadians. They were Canadian, right? Oh, God. Russian? Canadian? Is that? Yeah. Canadian. Okay, but it, w- it wasn't on the level of Tanya and Nancy. No, no, no not no, at all. No, I mean, yeah. it was a controversy in its own right, but it wasn't Drama. One, one's crazy, stupid husband trying to break the other one's knee yeah, yeah, yeah. right after a practice. Right, right, right. So nuts. It's insane, <laughs> but I'm, the different accounts I'm hearing are that it's A, good, uh-huh. and like dramatically potent and humanizes her. Yeah. Or that it's like a crazy ass- Campy. Campy ass characterization of her where that like weirdly asks you to be on her side, but- I'm down, I'm down for either or a Same. version of both. All I know is that Tanya Harding was happy with it. <laughs> they said the director and Margot were being interviewed and they said that she was quote great during the process oh. and it was she was shown the movie and that she was pleased with it I'm sure she's oh pleased like she's getting like all this attention again yeah she that was was always the goal honey she wanted to be out from eighth place and up up and in she wanted the yeah and she wanted to sell her life rights honey but it's not attention that she wants I well you don't, you, don't, you don't understand. If you know Tanya Harding, I mean, she wanted any attention. That's why she was so fascinating. She cried when she was doing her performance and was like, my shoe, my shoe, let's <laughs> yeah, but- come undone. <laughs> Have you seen the 30 for 30? 30 for 30. It's the documentary that a lot of this is based on. It's a crazy, you have to, Tim. If you love Tanya, you have to go watch. I think it's like on Netflix or something. It's a 30 for 30, which is like an ESPN documentary series based in sports. But this one about Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan is amazing. It's like modern day interviews with Tanya. And she's basically looking at the camera like, they took everything from me. All I wanted to do was skate all my life. I took it all. I took it all. My mother, my husband, I took it all. And it's so, you don't know what to believe because she's she's like, of course I didn't know. (laughs) But she's so, like, she's so worn down by the years that you're like, I don't know what to believe. 
That's he was wh- in a desperate situation. But there you go. Right there. That is why that story is is huge and important and is fascinating because like just just the just that effect that that effect of that event on her life. Huge, dramatic, Shakespearean, everything. Yeah, it is Shakespearean. Yeah. And that's it why is. they call it, it I, Tanya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But totally. also, think of this. And I will advocate for Tanya for, for this for a second. <laughs> She's Tanya. head and shoulders the most talented skater there. She was the first to do Tanya the triple Har- axel. Tanya Harding? Tanya Harding. She was the best, apparently. Yes. I don't know. I don't have like the tape in front of me. Right. But she was the first woman to ever complete the triple axel on the ice. It was, and, and Margot says, like, they're doing. They were shooting the movie, and she was like, "Okay, we'll just get a double to come in and do the triple axel." And then everyone on set that was like tasked with that was like, "No, you don't understand. No like, do that. there's really very few people in the world that can actually do that, and you can't get them to come here and do it and look like you." I mean, like that is wild, and it's so funny that the the narrative that ended up taking hold was that she's like was white trash and that she was poor and like mm-hmm. and you. Like, that's what you remember, and you don't remember that she was this amazingly skilled figure skater. Well, because no. they grade also based on presentation. Right. And right. that's and where also, she would get knocked. And also, uh. when she was in the actual competition, she was very bad. Yeah. Uh, like, okay. I remember right. being like, and Nancy Kerrigan was unfucking believable. Like, I remember yeah. watching her and just being like, wow, she is powering through this knee injury. And I thought she did a triple axel. I don't know that she ever did it. I know that Tanya was definitely the first. That's see, I flip flop so much that I just I don't remember which one it was, you but I do remember. In this moment flopper. now, whose side? Tell us. Um, Oksana Bayul. I'm sorry, <laughs> Oksana <laughs> Bayul. Oksana Bayul, who got you were, that was a trick question. Who beat Nancy Kerrigan? I'm pretty sure for the gold, and you were supposed to say Michelle Kwan. I <laughs> love Michelle Kwan. I had a Michelle Kwan poster as well, and she was. All of these women had the most incredible. Incredible outfits, and oh, yeah. they would just—they da- would dance God, to this music. They were all honestly all of them. Christina Yamaguchi, Yamaguchi. Even a little later, I was still into like Tara Lipinski. Tara, and, like, yeah, Tara yeah. of course. And uh, the yeah. Michelle is—I'm going to say it—the Hillary Clinton of figure skating. Never got the gold. Never had the moment she deserved. Do you remember? The moment she deserved because she was. She was I'll so gold worthy. I'll never forget watching Sarah Hughes win the gold medal. Oh, and they with just, that horrible haircut. Don't give me started. Yeah, but she deserved it. I mean, she, she was turned incredible. it out. She was incredible. But I remember they just cut to a closed door and it said Michelle Kwan. Michelle Kwan. And she. She obviously like the the, the vibe was that she was. I not was such a Michelle happy. Kwan fan that I like truly couldn't handle. It. I was happy for Sarah Hughes because that was truly amazing skating. Yeah, but I want a Michelle Kwan biopic now. Constance Wu, hell yeah, make it happen. Hell yes. And Michelle Kwan campaign for Hillary because you know what? It's the same narrative. These women who work so hard, <laughs> yes, who do not get what they so desperately deserve. Oh, Michelle Kwan, Hillary Clinton, Alexis Michelle. <laughs> Alexis! You're, you're a monster. Fuck you, Tim. Alexis is great. We've she gone on record. She hired me at DragCon, and she looked fucking flawless. She looked great she at DragCon. So Did you go to DragCon? Okay, here's the thing. A little tea. Can we share this tea? Share the tea. We. Oh, uh, we did. Yeah, this is tea. They re- they reached out to us to <gasps> to moderate a panel. Yeah. Oh my god. Not even moderate. I think it was to be on a panel or moderate something. We were That's options as moderators, incredible. and then yes. they reached back out and they said that their programming changed. But we'll be like. Will we like these free passing? We said, of course. And then it just, 
the weekend went by and it was just one of those weekends where we were just like, oh, there's a million other things going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go all the way to the Javits Center. Like, it was you know just what? one of those it's, things. You know what? I respect. Go ahead. And, Sorry, I, went, I, and I went to the one in LA and it's it's great. It's wonderful. It's ju- I mean, it's very transparent that it's just like, Merch. Merch, 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 which is cool. But if like, you're not, you're not trying to spend the money to take those pictures with those queens, and like yeah. we are gonna do comedy with those queens at, at or we have already. God, so it's God like, willing, yeah, yeah, you know them or you meet them. I'm not gonna pay sixty dollars to take a picture with Shay. There you go. Love you to death. But who's your queen for the people for Tim? Bob the drag queen is like hands go. down, without a doubt, my absolute favorite. Agree, and even and Bob and Bob and I got a little Twitter tiff, but I still you did get in a Twitter. I saw the tiff. I saw the tiff. I mean, I, it wasn't even a tiff. I mean, Bob was just you know like he, Bob was wrong. Bob, Bob was a little salty, and I was just like, well, here's here's how I feel. Here's where I'm coming mm-hmm. from, and it was fine. And like, love Bob to death. Still, Bob is one of my number ones. Um, oh, here's here's a little thing. Someone, um, <laughs> one some some queen on on Facebook was like. LOL at Shea Coulee charging $60 for a photo, but RuPaul charging 50 50 She's like, girl, who, who the fuck do you think you are? Charging more than RuPaul? It was like the, every, everyone <laughs> at DragCon was talking about it. Yeah, every person you walked by was Shea like, charge more. 60 for Shea. But I, in <laughs> Shea's, I will say in Shea's defense, she had a full, her, like queens like Shea Coulee and um, Kim Chi and somebody else had like not only the look, but, the but like the booth was an experience. Yeah, like it was yeah, almost like going into fair. a haunted house. Like it was that cool. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, I mean, more than RuPaul. Trinity like, Taylor was charging five bucks in a dick pic. <laughs> and a dick pic. I walk into DragCon, somebody grabs me and goes, Trinity is here. And I go, oh my God, oh my God. And they go, Trinity K. Bonet. And I was like, ah! Was Trinity at DragCon? No, no what? merch for Why, me. Bitch? Wow. Because you know what? Because this is what I hear. Um, Ruby, Ruby told us this. Remember at Night's Up, she was like, yeah, a lot of queens don't do drag con because the booth fee is insane. It's like yeah, yeah, $1,500 yeah. to open to no up a booth. No way. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a yeah. fucking, it's it's like a bell it's wild. It's wild. I hate it's that. Wild. Wait, I've heard your queens on here before. B is what you said. Oh, yeah, like 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 Matt and I are B and Raven. And but... Raven. Was Raven yours? Or no, was... no, no, no. The queen of my heart oh. is Alyssa. Yeah, I mean, of course. I feel very I close us, to Alyssa. Yeah, all of us would agree, Alyssa. I agree with that. Yeah, um, Katya for all of yeah. season seven. But then, like since then, I've 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 sort of hopped off that a little bit. Bob is just like someone who like we would go see. Icon. That's so cool. And like yeah. and like we saw like the full arc of Bob, and like that is so cool. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I think that for me, Alyssa is everything I want. Mm. In that, like, she, she's just. I don't know. She there's she's that unexplainable quality. Yeah, like she's. Just I went that... to the Look Queen and, and saw her recently after all sorts. So I did a thing with Alaska and Katya. Yeah, yes. yeah. And yeah. then the literally for this was the week of drag queens for me of all stars to drag queens. The next week she was at Look Queen. Oh my god. And Preston and I went, and I am telling you, I have never and never will again be at any show like that in my life. <gasps> Tammy Spanks was standing next to me and she grabbed me and she was like. I'm so glad we got to go to a Beyonce concert together <laughs> because that's what it felt like. She was wow. performing the house down so funny on uh. the mic, kept yelling at the DJ to play uh, <laughs> better music. And it was so funny and just was like offering free drinks to everyone in the bar. And then the bartender would be like, you can't do that. And she'd be like, <laughs> what you say to me? <laughs> like just, it was the best show. Alyssa is one of those people who, and this kind of goes back to your thing about like something just like opening up. I mean, like before she was self-aware, like would never have done this. Now that she knows her power and her humor and Ugh. her spirit, like everything is happening for her. It's so cool. Before we move on to, I don't think hold so on. Wait, I want to do something special. 
So, Tim, I want to do two things special. Here we go. Tim just released a video called, is it When You're a Kelly Clarkson Superfan? Correct. When You're a Kelly Clarkson Superfan. So, talk to me about what your thoughts are on the new Kelly. I'm obsessed with the new Kelly. I have never heard lyrics that bad in my life. <laughs> and yet, I think it's incredible music. I it is incredible music. So, so good. And I pop to it. Everywhere that I'm going, I, I think the whole album is going to be on fire. Yeah, I have tea. Great. I have tea. I can't wait. So she played the whole album for Entertainment Weekly, I guess. Oh. And they wrote up like, an, here's seven songs that are going to be like new Kelly Carson classics from the album. There is a, quote, Whitney Houston-esque ballad called I Don't Think About You, which is the breakup ballad for all time. I heard that. It is based on her leaving RCA Records, but it's written in the style of like, I'm leaving you forever, and guess what? I don't think about you. Pick me up off the floor because I am completely Yeah, gagged. I can't wait. And apparently she, sh this is the song that, quote, shows off her range, as if all the other songs oh, aren't doing I that. I haven't done that. That this is the one that shows <laughs> off her range. That's incredible. Amazing. Did they say, did they say Didn't I would be one of those songs? Didn't I wasn't even on the list, and Didn't I sounds amazing. Didn't I so, sounds you like the best one Ramin Satuda was like, uh, tweeting out from the Rainbow Room where they held like a big party for her yep. on the day that the two songs came out and the album announcement was made. The Rainbow Room in New York like had a big party for her and she played like seven songs. She played six songs from the new album and Walk Away, mm -hmm. which she's been performing Walk Away a lot because I think it, she thinks it fits with her new sound. It's like an old song that she has that she thinks fits in with what she's doing. And, it might, cool. and it might be an RCA dig too. Uh, Ooh, it might be an RCA oh, thing. The Maybe. tea that she's <laughs> spilling about RCA is fucking piping hot. Did the Doctor Luke thing did you, you read that was oof. Oh, I didn't read yes. that. So basically, down. basically, she was a co-writer on My Life Would Suck Without You, but they gave it all to Max Martin. No, no. this is right after My December, which was her album that yes. she wanted to do for her. That they that Clive Davis they was like, "Fuck you, we're not promoting it." Awful. And she, they're like, "Learn your lesson. You want to make no money. You want people that work to work for you to make no money. Then do what you're doing." Such bullshit. And then she said, "Okay, fine." And all I ever wanted was kind of like her red flag album. Like, okay, she said one thing. She said, "I don't want to work with Doctor Luke." She said, "I'll work with anyone else. Don't make me work with him. Literally, no one but this person." The very first single, they're like, you're going to work with Dr. Luke. She says, I'm not going to work with Dr. Luke. They forced her to do it, or they, or they told her they wouldn't release her album, because I think she had a very bad experience recording since you've been gone with him. I have a feeling he was verbally yeah. abusive towards her in the studio. That's like where... That's like the 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 tea that I'm hearing. Burn RCA down, bury Dr. Luke in the words of Mad Rodgers, mm -hmm. bury Clive Davis. But Cl she bury bury Dr. Luke. Yeah. Clive Davis is a fucking is Satan himself. Yeah. I think. Yep. And I think he's one of the reasons why Whitney is dead. Um, Thank you. Um but the fact is Kelly <laughs> Tim and I just shared a look anyway. We're like we're like, yeah. Wow. Like, yeah Kelly sure. like changed a lot of the lyrics to My Life Would Suck Without You and deserved a writing credit. And they said, So do you oh, want right. a writing credit? And she said, I don't want my name near his. Ah She said, I don't care how much money God, I'm gonna lose. So they can much. have it as much as they want. She's like, I wanna send a message to the people that work that work with me that this is not what's important to me. She was pissed that they made her That's do that. Heroic. And then she also got fucked over on that album because Ryan Tedder yeah. was using like identical tracks. Already gone in Halo. And Halo. And Beyonce's Halo. Yeah, Beyonce's Halo. Yeah. Which of course is henceforth known as Beyonce's Halo. <laughs> 
Well, no, um, I, just to make the distinction that it was <laughs> right. that like Ryan Tedder basically had the same chord progression, same melodies for Already Gone and Halo. And a lot of his other songs. Yeah. If, he, honestly, if you listen to a lot of his sucks. music, One Republic's Ryan Tedder. Oh, golly. Well, I was like, was really good and he, wrote, he helped write EXO. EXO was great. Well, he's a talented musician. Right. It's, there's nothing to do with that, but a lot of those songs sound the same. And he just it's like these mid tempo mega ballads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she also got fucked over on that song and was public about it at the time. So afraid. she's been very oh, unhappy so for a long time. So it's cool that those videos you were showing me of her, Matt was showing me the um, videos of her doing stuff live, and the you were like, room. "Look yeah. how happy she is!" Yeah, yeah. she's she really does look because she's able so to happy. dress and act and do the things she wanted. Yeah. Because she also said recently in an interview that at RCA they had like every major female vocalist, like what, Sony RCA, which is the whole company, they had like. Beyonce, Christina Aguilera, Alicia Keys, they had like everybody, Pink, mm -hmm. everyone. And she said, the way she says it is, she always wanted to make an album where she was singing like soul or urban music, yeah, yep. but they would never let her because they didn't want her to compete with other people they had on the roster that did that. Mm. So she was always their quote unquote pop rock girl. Yeah. So they would, she always like made the same. Music, yeah. like mm -hmm. since you've been gone, was followed by my, my life. I took without you was followed by stronger. Was followed by you know all these kind of rock pop rock songs. rock pop rock songs. And she was never allowed to do anything different. Meanwhile, if you see her live or see any of her live performances, that she range. she just does so many more things. Everything, yeah. So That's, you know what? That's huge. And and just hearing you talk about Kelly in this way in depth, it makes me so excited for the new album. Well, there's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. Because October 27th, the album comes out, and you know that I'm going to be promoting it. Yes. Because yeah. that's my friend. Oh, that's, that's your, your friend. friend. That's your dear friend. That's my dear friend. I can't wait for you to meet her someday. Oh, I really want to meet her. You're and can I tell you something? It. I am manifesting it. I want to meet her during this album cycle promotion somehow, you can do it. some way. I think it'll happen. We're, I witch want... we're witches, and we. we this is the practical magic right coming. Now. Yeah, we. You will. You will meet Kelly Clarkson. You will meet Kelly Clarkson. You will meet Kelly Clarkson. I will. You will meet Kelly Clarkson. This album cycle. This what album is it called? Happen. Meaning of Life? It's called Meaning of Life. Meaning of Life. I really And I want to do one other thing. So tonight the Emmys are on. Yes. So this will air on Wednesday. So I want us all to guess. What oh, will win oh, some tough. awards? It's real close. This it's year. real close this year, and I want to, and we'll see who wins, and that person will buy the drinks. <laughs> oh, that person who wins we'll, buy the drinks. We'll buy the drinks at Tammy Spanks on Sunday so, at 10 p.m. Hell yeah! This is a gag at category. Barracuda. Barracuda. The legendary Barracuda. venue, and Tammy's following in some very big footsteps, and she will fill oh, yeah. she will fill those shoes with a plum. You guys don't even understand. I've never seen a drag show where I was just like, oh, every single song is exactly the song I want to hear right now. She is. She go does log rolls into the audience. It's she's so funny. Phenomenal. Saw her perform in the uh, in Cherry Grove this summer. So great. She um, did my comedy show Drag Court. She was <sighs> phenomenal. She is really a consummate professional and so talented. <sighs> Okay. Let's talk best drama series. So I'm just gonna say the ones that have a shot at winning, which is not House of Cards in Better Call Saul. So Bit Westworld, yep. Stranger Things, The Crown. Few. Not that's not a limited oh, series. Sorry. Oh yes, of course. And there is Handmaid's Tale. And, and you're saying I, I think you're saying it's Stranger Things. You're leading towards Stranger well, Things. Well, I have a feeling that Stranger Things is gonna win. Yeah, I'm actually. Do we have to compete with you, or can we agree? You can agree. I really want Stranger Things to win, so I'm gonna also yeah. I assume that too. I think Stranger Things. Is Maybe Handmaid's Tale is the 
biggest competition? No, but no? Th- Matt is saying this, and I don't know if this applies to the show overall, but Matt is saying it with the, with the best actress in a drama series category, Elizabeth Moss is not going to get those votes because of the whole Scientology. I Which think people are sensing fair. a lot of hypocrisy in her, Yep, and that's not going to rub off well, yeah. despite the fact that she is very overdue for an Emmy because she went She's all so those talented. years without winning. And she probably does deserve to win, but I just don't think people are down for the Scientology thing anymore, especially because Leia Remini's show won. Oh, yeah. Wow. I think yeah. there's and a, in Hollywood, a that's message like being sent. It's like a statement to be like, I'm going to vote against the Scientologist. S- yeah. It's an interesting category because Westworld has the most nominations of any show. It's tied with SNL. And that would ordinarily mean like that people would want show that that would be the one oh, to win sure. but also there's the crown which like a lot of people oh, like people and a lot of that. people yeah. feel like netflix is due for a win and it's like the prestige kind of royal show that and usually does well snooze. at awards such a snooze i yeah. think quick tangent do you guys miss the time when we all were watching the same thing yeah of course yeah where we you all had like the one i this is maybe an insane thing to say but i think this type of thing has a lot to do with the election to tie it all in that we like have our generation is so used to having everything so catered to us down to our tv shows yeah that they were like mm, no bernie no hillary no Trump, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to pick Jill Stein. Yeah, is like yeah. their version of like, like ev- you can cater what comes in your newsfeed. You can cater what you look at on Instagram. Sure, sure, sure. You can cater what TV shows yeah, you watch. Yeah, yeah. Like everything is so individualized Customized. that we deserve, we shouldn't have to conform to two parties. We should like, and I just think it's so sure. nuts. It is. It's, it's a very millennial thing. Um, I just want to say one thing. I do um, miss those days. Sudi Green is at the Emmys right now, and she no. just sent a picture of her dress. And can you fucking gag at this? Oh, my God. Red. Look. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. She gag. looks so good. She looks phenomenal. I'm saying red for filth. She's wearing this amazing red dress. Um, she looks incredible. She she looks like a fucking Alaska in her perfume commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for me? Um, all right. Let's all move right, on. So let's move on. Funny. Yes. Uh, okay. This is, this is huge. I, it seems like you've got one prepared. I sort yes. of have one. Um, uh, so how about you go first, Matt, and I'll time you. Okay, I will go first, and this is, of course, I don't think so, honey. This is the big old, um, big old thing big in, old our, thing. in our show yep. here. And Tim Murray has slayed before, and he will probably slay again. But oh first, me. Here we go. First, Matt Rogers. This is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So, Honey. Time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The modern renaissance of horror movies. Bitch, I am not going to be squealing and squirming and chirping watching these movies. It that is not it. I am not going in there. The first time I saw that clown, I said there's something fucked up about that clown. Now I hear it's ripping off kids' arms, dragging them under, eating them. No fucking thank you. I don't like scary. Mother! Exclamation point. I don't think so, honey. <laughs> How about a question mark? How about a question mark at the end of mother? Mother? I don't think so. I answer that with a no. I answer that question with a no. I don't like to be afraid. How about this happy death day? No, bitch. I don't want to watch a girl die again and again I don't think so honey and I know it's gonna do well because guess what all these teens are figuring out that horror movies make them come (laughs) and I'm not into it bitch (laughs) stop it get your hands off each other's crotches go home watch a kind comedy with Sandra Bullock bitch and that's one minute I I don't think so honey we're gonna go see Happy Death Day and we're gonna love it I think it better be comical. I think it'll it be, better be scary and funny, like Scream. It'll be. I think oh, it'll be scary and like fun, like Scream. Not necessarily funny, but fun. And teens, teens coming to horror movies. That's where they go. <laughs> All right. 
That's where the teens go. This is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey, and his time starts now. I don't think so, honey, and forgive the basicness of the of this. The MTA, bitch. Oh, Today, gosh. I had to go meet Tim Murray and Henry Kapersky for something I was so excited to do to help them with their, their video, and it took me 55 minutes for what should have been a 20-minute commute, bitch. Longer. I don't think so, honey, the MTA. This was the longest commute in my 57 fucking years in this garbage city. It was horrible. I hated every minute of it. It was sweaty. All the lines were down. Every line. 30 seconds. Every line. And honey, I took the bus today too. I did I did the subway and the bus, honey. Yes, that's right, MTA. You cannot. Don't poke holes in this because I took every single vertical in your stupid, stupid umbrella. And I hated every minute of the bus. I hated every minute of the, of the train. You better get your together. I go to Europe and it's a, it's such a better experience. I go to Asia, forget it. It's amazing. MTA, <laughs> you have a lot of catching up Five to seconds. do. And Cuomo, you better fucking make the, do right by us. That's one minute. Cuomo, you better do right by us. Okay. And you better be a do right man. You better be a do right man because you know what? Oh god, and, and I I know that it's so boring to t- shit on the MTA, but they deserve every word of hate that Absolutely. comes their way. I, I Today was that's... crazy. And Today that was, was so I felt bad. so bad for you because like we didn't care at all, but everyone, but everyone was, was having late. that same yeah, problem. Everyone I, was late. I had a fucking actually really good experience today. Okay, whatever, man. Wow. No, you were late to this. What are you wow. talking about? I was 3 minutes late. 3 minutes of my life I'll never get back. Here we go. This is Tim Murray's I don't think so, honey, I can't wait. and his time it starts now. I don't think so, honey. People who slide into my DMs to ask about my friend. Oh! If you are sliding into oh! my DMs, honey, you better be talking about me, honey. Oh! You better be talking about how handsome I am, honey. You better Ooh. be talking about how funny I am, honey. Hey. You better be donating $100 to my Patreon account so that I can make more comedy videos, Patreon. honey. A Patreon. Uh, honey, you're garbage, honey, if you're doing that, honey. And... You what? You look at my Instagram. You see uh, a conventionally hot guy. So you click on his link, and seconds. then you go to his page, and you see him shirtless, and you think that's hot, honey. Funny is hot, honey. Ah! Oh, you're you're not attracting me because I'm posting pictures of me in wigs, honey. Fuck <laughs> off, honey. Gay men in comedy and women in comedy are not here to be your clowns, honey. We are fully realized <gasps> sexual seconds. beings, honey. And I'm not. You're trash, and ah! I'm not yes, going to get. Yes. I'm not going to have my friend take you out Ooh. because we already did the chores this week, honey. Oh, you seconds. don't need me to get laid, honey, because you can go fuck yourself. Oh, that's one minute. Wow, amazing. That is a great button. I, you might be iconic. Oh, you might be. Iconic. Iconic. Wait, so I, will I hang in the All-Stars Hall of Fame with, with Pat Regan and we'll Alaska? We'll have to find out at the next... I don't think I don't so, think honey. So live. And there might be a little format switch up. Ooh. Oh, maybe. Maybe we've been talking. Real quick, before talking. before we sign off, I have to get sentimental on you both for a, a lame moment. I don't oh think so, honey, God, live. Oh, my God, what? And the listeners, if you haven't been I don't think so, honey, live, you gotta. I don't think so, honey, live part one was the week leading up to it was the worst week of my entire life. Oh my I, like, God. don't even want to fully get into it. But basically, like, dark, dark, dark shit was happening. Sorry, I canceled Tim. everything that was happening. And I was like, I'm going to keep this one thing because I just need like one moment to like take my mind off what's going on in my personal life and I went to that show and 
when I die, I will think about like the happiest moments of oh my, my life. Oh my god! And being on that stage and like uh, you guys squirting me with water is one of them. That and seeing Adina Menzel. In the- <laughs> <laughs> At this truly, very day, oh, truly, Tim. it really. I was gonna write you both a handwritten thank you note about what oh, it meant to me. Oh my god! But you then and literally, you should have. You should have done that. <laughs> you should have really done that. <laughs> I did. It's called What Happened. No, what happened? don't you hold is. that book up, <laughs> um, Tim? No, you were phenomenal and truly that, that just. That just warms our hearts. Um, and you're bringing joy to the kids. And thank you, you for that. And someone, uh, someone and out there's we, listening. And we are so excited that you are making as much stuff as you are. And you, I always bring a, my, uh, my uh, you lift my day up whenever I see you. Yes. Oh, I really, truly adore you both. You've had such a positive impact on my life. And oh I'm my gonna cry. God. That's it's enough. true. We are crying here. <laughs> we are crying over there. We, we are, are crying, crying everywhere. everywhere. We, we are, are crying. crying. We, we are, are crying, crying over there. there. We are crying everywhere. We are crying everywhere. We are crying over there. We are crying. <laughs> <laughs> this is Las Culturistas podcast. My name is Mateo Rogelios. My name is Bounounounou. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tim Murray. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit Dog. foreverdogproductions.com. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. 
You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 